Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT, go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang, because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles, Turtles, and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. To the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody Tuckett. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week we have another very special guest on. Mike, would you care to introduce her? Uh, we have dive, dove into the depths of turtle talk on TikTok and found yet another, uh, I would say one of my favorite uh, Team NT talkers on TikTok, uh, Tori Sorsky. Thank you so much for coming on the episode tonight. Hello, hello. It's good to be here. Uh, Tori is uh, just fantastic at doing rankings after rankings. Uh, some of it, it's like we post them in our group chat and we just talk about like <laughs> debate on how much we agree with all of them. But uh, Tori, like, tell us a little bit about your channel and uh, everything. Yeah. So basically, um, I've just been recently, the, the rankings are kind of a more recent thing that I've been doing. It's basically just because I, words, <laughs> um, I most recently finished watching like all of the movies and TV shows with uh, watching The Next Mutation finally, because that was like, and finishing the 87 show. Those were like the last two things I needed to do. So with that, I've kind of been able to go through each of the the iterations and kind of form my thoughts and opinions by kind of comparing all of them and what I like about each of them, what I don't like as much about each of them and kind of putting them out there in a ranking format is just a fun way to do it and just have that sort of discussion. So um, that's one way I've been doing it, but that's also uh, with a bunch of the other content that I do on my account. Like I do little closet cosplays and do art and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. And the don't, don't leave out the music. Yeah, don't leave out the music. That acapella. Oh yeah, I, track you did I did a really little. Good. I did a little acapella um, arrangement of the uh, the four uh, animated shows theme songs. That was something that I started working on like months ago, and then I mm. rage quit because I got mad at it. And then like a week ago, I was like, I'm so close to finishing it. I'm just gonna clean it up, and it's not perfect by any means. But I was like, I just want to share it because I did put a lot of time and energy into it, and I was like, yeah. Eh. It was very well it. done. I oh, was yeah, you could definitely tell. It was great. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I loved. I loved how you brought in the rise like uh, part. That was really good. E. Uh, no, that's that's cool because like we were watching your your journey through 
next mutation and uh 87 because we just finished those uh a couple months ago on our show mm-hmm. and it's like next mutation like we kind of agree like it's not that bad it's not it's good not. but it's, it's not. not that bad it is the source uh, of all modern tmnt though it there i mean it's funny and, and i and i commented on one of your um one of your videos i was like because uh you haven't read mirage yet right I've i've only read the first like like the ultimate collection, like I've only read that one. So that's the first seven mm-hmm. issues. And then the, the Raphael, uh, micro series with Casey Jones. So that's okay. all I've read. So fantastic um, start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, as you get more into more into Mirage, like you'll, you'll start to like see things like we joke about it, but a lot of next mutation, like feels like Mirage. Interesting. Uh, it, like it, it, the ideas <laughs> themselves, some of the concepts, yeah, like just the concepts at that very base sound like they could be from Mirage, but mm-hmm. on screen, I'm not saying, yeah, that, I'm not saying that, it's a one to one. a lot thing. of asterisks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a one to one thing. But the, but the the general concepts, you could be like, okay, like this feels like something that could have come out of Mirage, like yeah. Von Me or like Doctor Queez especially. Oh yeah, um, I could just based on what I've read of Mirage, I could see Doctor Queez being part of that, like yeah. vibe wise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we brought you on tonight, uh, very specifically to talk, uh, about the 2003 TV show, Yeah, which, uh, this is Spencer's very favorite version of TMNT. Mine too. I mean, I'd say my very favorite version lies in the comic books and IDW comics. I'm, I'm a big comic. That's okay. fair. It's your, it's your favorite. Great. It's your favorite cartoon then. It is. Yes, absolutely. It's my favorite of the cartoons. It's very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, so thank you for joining us on that. Uh, Spencer, I guess, what are we doing this week? So this week we're covering episodes seven, eight, and nine from season one of that series. So that is The Wave of Invisibility, Fallen Angel, and Garbage Man. And dare I say it, three, I mean, two of them at least are, are good episodes, are great episodes. I, I think it's a pretty solid batch of episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm coming I around a bit say, more on Garbage Man more than I used to. Uh, I will say for these three episodes, I didn't distract myself. They were a little bit more engaging than uh, some of the previous episodes. Oh, um, interesting. So. All right, then let's uh, get into our summaries. Yeah, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's Master. Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. So, this is The Way of Invisibility, Season 1, Episode 7, original air date, March 22nd, 2003, written by Marty Eisenberg. So, Roku Saki is upset about losing the Sword of Tengu and orders Hun and Baxter Stockman to find the turtles and destroy them if necessary. In the sewers, the turtles are training with Splinter by balancing on bamboo sticks in the dark when Casey comes barging in. Splinter is initially aggressive with them, but the turtles clear out the misunderstanding. Uh, Casey's there to tell them that the city is covered in graffiti, specifically graffiti showing four turtles skewered on the Sword of Tengu, possibly a message to the turtles. So while Hun's gang is tagging the streets, Baxter shows off his new foot-tech ninjas to Rokusaki. They're augmented with super strength and stealth technology based on the Utrum suit that they recovered from the river uh, a couple episodes ago. In the sewers, Casey is annoying everybody, so Splinter suggests that Raph take them topside. They run into some purple dragons, tagging a building and intervene, 
but it's an obvious trap. Uh, the Purple Dragons call in some Foot Tech Ninjas who knock out Raph and drag him off, leaving a beat-up Casey for the Purple Dragons. Casey fakes being hurt and escapes, while Raph wakes up on an operating table, being interrogated by Hun. Casey gets back to the lair to tell the turtles that Raph is missing. Raph is able to escape, with Hun revealing to Baxter Stockman that it was his intention to let Raph escape and go back to his lair so that the invisible foot tech ninjas can follow him. Don picks up Raph's shell cell signal, along with the signal of the invisible ninjas. So since Raph might not even know that he's being tailed back to the lair, the turtles head out to find Raph. Using some heat-seeking goggles, they're able to see and defeat the foot tech ninjas and rescue Raph. Hun and Baxter meet with Rokusaki. Baxter's punished for the foot tech ninjas failing, and Hun says to Rokusaki that the turtles have never even heard of his enemies, let alone work for them. Saki thinks he can use this to his advantage when he confronts his enemies later. Elsewhere, a sweet, uh, like, Neo-from-the-Matrix-looking dude meets up with three members of some sort of council. Uh, he says their enemy has learned of, of their presence, but the turtles are still an unknown factor. The Neo-from-the-Matrix dude is ordered to engage with them, but neutralize them if they're a threat. To be continued. So the second episode for today is episode eight, Fallen Angel, written by Marty Eisenberg and originally airing on March 29th, 2003. The purple dragons are breaking into a store and Dragonface hands a brick to Angel, a girl with purple pigtails and the dragon's newest recruit. Angel throws the brick through the window after the dragons rob the store. She's told she has one last test before she can join the dragons. Dragons go out into the alley and start getting beat up by the turtles, assisted by Casey. Angel starts to run and Casey intercepts her, recognizing her as a kid from his neighborhood. Casey tells Angel not to make the biggest mistake of her life by joining the dragons, and while Casey is lecturing her, Angel knocks him to the ground as he, and runs away. The turtles catch up to Casey and he tells them he promised Angel's grandma he'd keep her out of trouble and he'll make sure she doesn't join the dragons. Later, Casey follows some of the dragons into their hideout, mimicking the three-finger salute to get inside. Angel is called as the newest recruit to fight against two of the dragons to prove her worth. Casey steps in to defend her and is knocked to the ground by Hun, who tells the other dragons to lock him up as Angel runs away. Back at the lair, Don is working on hooking up the battle shell to a remote control. Mikey presses one of the buttons on the remote and the battle shell starts driving all over the lair, almost hitting each of the turtles and Master Splinter. Splinter tells Don he never wants to see the battle shell in their home again. Meanwhile, Casey is locked in a cell chained to the wall. Hun comes by and tells him that there's going to be a smackdown with the dragons and the winner will get to have the pleasure of beating Casey up. Once Hun leaves, Angel shows up and tries to pick the lock on the cage. Casey tells her to go to the warehouse on the corner of Eastman and Laird and ask for Raphael. At the warehouse, the big garage door opens to reveal the turtles and the battle shell ready for action. They take the battle shell to the dragon's lair and walk in with a new set of disguises. Casey, hanging upside down, is lowered into the cage as Hun announces him as the grand prize. Angel, Don, and Mikey head up to the catwalk to free Casey, while Leo and Raph head to the cage to fight and buy some time. Raph loses his disguise, and Hun enters the cage to beat the turtles. The other dragons also rush the cage, but are intercepted by Mikey and Don. Hun collapses the cage on top of the turtles, and a now-free Casey knocks him out with his bat before Hun can kill them. Casey nearly kills Hun, but is stopped by Angel before all six of them escape in the battle shell. Casey drops Angel off at home as the turtles drive off. The unsung heroes of the urban jungle riveting storytelling and now we go on to garbage man which is episode nine original air date april 5th 2003 written by michael ryan one night a couple of homeless guys are going through the garbage looking for bottles to turn in for money as well as other valuables 
They didn't realize the garbage truck was following them. The vehicle corners them in a dead-end alley and grabs them with its hydraulic tentacles. The next day, the turtles visited some of the homeless to find items to help in the lair. They gave them some clothes and received a few things that the homeless found in the garbage. When the turtles mentioned that there seemed to be fewer homeless, their friend, the professor, said that a rumor says a guy called the garbage man was responsible for taking people during the night. The turtles aren't convinced, but ask him to pass along anything he hears. However, a little while after the turtles leave, the garbage man strikes and kidnaps the professor as well as the other homeless people. The next day, Donatello finds the ruins of the shantytown. He calls the turtles and they begin their investigation. Wearing trench coats, they hit the streets to question other homeless. They discover that all the kidnappings happened around the docks. Using Michelangelo as bait, they are able to attract the garbage man's truck. The battle shell fights the garbage truck, but the garbage truck is able to escape. They see it drive off the docks into the water. Thinking they had won, they are surprised to see the garbage truck driving underwater to the landfill island. After finding out that the landfill is in the best country, the turtles swim to the island to save their friends. Once there, they find a bunch of enslaved homeless people sorting through garbage, even in chains. The garbage man soon arrives with more slaves and starts to give a speech about how he is recycling the homeless who do not have any other purpose in society. The professor stands up to the garbage man, but is threatened by the guards. The turtles jump into action and set the slaves free. The prisoners then rebel against the guards and drive them away. The turtles that... The turtles turn their attention to the garbage man, but cannot get a direct hit because of the mechanical arms. Donatello is able to sabotage the garbage man's vehicle's circuitry. The garbage man falls into the water. The turtles jump into the water to rescue him, but are surprised to see an empty wheelchair at the bottom of the river. The turtles return to the island where Professor and the fellow homeless have decided to stay on the island because it had food and shelter. Raphael warns him that the garbage man's evil may come back someday. Dun dun dun. Do you guys think he'll come back? You know, I think every good bad guy comes back. So he probably doesn't come back then. (laughs) We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. (laughs) Great question. I've watched the whole series, so. (laughs) Well, don't spoil it for some of us who haven't. I'm I'm not. I'm just saying I've watched it, so I know the answer. So, Keith, would you say that you're going through this show for, for the second time around? I would say I'm going through it for the second time around. Oh, nice segue. Love a segue. Out there, Spencer. That was, that was great. That was, that that was, was great. That was a pitch. fantastic Thank setup. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank it you. Up. Thank you. Uh, hey, nice junk. So apparently Star Trek exists in this universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, they mentioned Klingons, right? Yeah, the Casey specifically mentions Klingons. Yeah. I don't know Star Trek well, so every t- I, I watched the episode a couple of times, and I was like, this is a reference I am not getting. <laughs> uh, so, well, I mean, if you have Paramount Plus, you can also watch Star Trek now. Oh. Uh, but uh, Klingons are like the, they're like the kind of Genghis Khan looking aliens, like those kind of like Mongolian looking ones. Mm. They have like long mustaches and then like, Scalloped foreheads, kind of just like mm. a lump of clay was just kind of smacked on their <laughs> forehead a little bit. Yeah, like in universe in Star Trek, they're technically crustacean people, huh. which I always found interesting. Uh, but Klingons have always been kind of like antagonists for Star War or Star Trek. Um, but also, like in later seasons, in later shows, they're they're often good guys too. Like Worf is a big, like big fan yeah. favorite character, um, and he's a Klingon. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first Star Trek reference they make. Cause no, I mean... Cause I like, know very specifically of a line from, I think, season two? Maybe? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek is, like, pretty good, solid, like, if you want to, like, at least at the time, if you want to, like, bring in mm-hmm. some, like, nerd cred. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. it's... it's a, yeah, like, I think because Star Trek is, like... It, it, I mean, it, it's up there with Star Wars with, like, a certain... Uh, yeah. like age group. Um, so it's like someone like Casey, like Casey would know what a Klingon is, but he wouldn't oh, know, sure. like he wouldn't know who yeah. Worf is maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, in the previous episodes, we also had, I think Mikey saying like, we're giving her all she's got captain. Yeah. Or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. There's plenty. I think there's plenty of Star Trek references in, in this series. Just, I would like new Star Trek turtles figures i know we got like the donnie like the mutant mayhem donnie one but yeah i think playmate doesn't or paramount owns star trek now yeah Yeah, and i think playmates was doing the star trek toy line again so yeah i mean certainly like play or paramount could make it happen yeah as much as they they want now shouldn't be too hard this episode is the first appearance of foot tech ninjas Oh, yeah. I had a list of things that i was like are these the first times is this the first time the turtles actually meet hun I or... think face to face, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not the first time we see Hun, but I do, I do think it is yeah, the first yeah, time the fun. turtles get acquainted. I think this is, I think this is the first Hunt. time Hun speaks in the show too. No, because oh, really? he brings no, because he brought in Stockman and he's spoken to Shredder before. Did he but speak to Shredder? Is... Or did he like grunt at I Shredder? He, I think he he said a word or two. I'm pretty sure he said some stuff to Stockman okay. when he grabbed him. Uh, but yeah, the Foot Tech Ninjas. God, I, I told you that just rolls off the tongue. It's it's such it's, a good. It's like, great. It's got a good mouthfeel. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's Go also ahead, the first time we see uh, Stockman with an injury, yeah? With yeah. the eye patch? Yeah. yeah. Which I guess I didn't realize, that, like, because I know he gets injured over the course of the show. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't realize that, like, by episode, what are we on? Seven. Oh, yes. That, <laughs> that, that it it's already early. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like I know Hun dragged him away in in mm-hmm. the last time we saw him, but it's like, oh, okay, like I, I, they're starting small, so like mm-hmm. yeah, he doesn't need an eye. Um, you don't need that. It's fine. Yeah, you, you don't need that. Uh, the yeah, Matrix looking dudes. Yes, that's uh, the first time we see them. Yeah the the Guardian uh, as they're called in the Council of Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the Matrix uh, was it 1999 heavily influenced. <laughs> oh yeah, I still cool have design. not watched the Matrix. Really, Tori? I'm no okay. So my sister always gets mad at me for like the long list of movies that I have still not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally did watch what were the ones I watched? Dark Knight and Interstellar recently. Ooh, those were okay, two right. of the movies she kept bullying me about, but I did watch those. So. Uh, I'm not one to speak because I just watched Blade Runner for the first time. I also have uh, not seen Blade Runner. It, it's, Blade Runner. Blade if you good. like atmosphere, it's great. Mm. If you want a very speedy movie, not so much. Mm. Well, like if, I don't think I've ever like sat and like, I love atmosphere, but like, I guess I breathe it every day. So I must, <laughs> I only like atmosphere. Actually. All right, fine. If you like aesthetic, <laughs> then Blade Runner is very good. Yeah. So I might like that then. Cause I, I love like Tron legacy. And a part of that is just for the aesthetic of, yeah. Like of I, I really liked the aesthetic in it, but it's like, it, it, it's very slow. It's not an action yeah. movie. It's a very slow detective movie. 
Hmm. My dad, when I was in like middle school, bought these cups. And they were like little square cups, glasses, I guess. And uh, he was always like, "These are so cool because they're like the glasses from Blade Runner." I'm like, I've never, I have no concept what that even means. But yeah, every time I hear Blade Runner, I think of those glasses. Well, and it, it's just funny because like uh, I was explaining to my wife because we were watching it together um, that like Blade Runner has influenced so much of mm-hmm. like science fiction and like the cyberpunk genre um like all, all like all of uh neo new york in the last ronin is kind of based off of blade runner yeah very like, excited for you to, to to watch the matrix really should it's a good yeah. ride yeah i know i need to i'm planning and then, on and then, it then just kind of stop after that you don't really need to watch the rest of them i liked i liked matrix matrix four the i the, watched i totally forgot it was even a movie like a year later someone mentioned it. i'm like oh yeah i did watch that it, i, I super it always meta, skipped right but, over me so yeah it, it's very meta but it's like i liked it a lot you could technically go like from one to four and not really miss anything yeah. well other than the big plot point at the end of three i mean nobody cares it's <laughs> the one that the one that the fourth movie picks up from uh, it's so convoluted it's so convoluted the 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 two and third movies that it's the kind of thing where it's like you vaguely remember it anyways so you remember mm-hmm. it as much not having seen it at all just when they talk about it in four it's mm-hmm. roughly the same uh, yeah i guess well i mean it's still a big plot point at the end of it. anyway the best wachowski movie is speedrunner anyway so no it's cloud atlas how dare you it's speed racer you said Speed Runner I, first. I, I sure did because I was thinking of Blade Runner still. Speed Racer, <laughs> Speed Racer, as in like the the cool yeah, beans one dude, where the girl says so cool beans. Good. That movie actually low key slaps. It's it, really fun. It's, it's been a really long time. fun. It's a beautiful movie. It's but so Cloud colorful. Atlas is, is a million times better than anything else. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, one more point about uh, the Foot Tech Ninjas. Getting back to where, where we were at. So <laughs> I think it's real interesting to watch this show along with reading volume four. Cause like there's a weird parallels, like them finding an armored car. And then these foot tech ninjas are like exactly the same as cries outfit in the comics that we just read. It does. Yeah. Seem yeah. Later is just like a lot of designs. Yeah. The garbage. Yeah, random exactly. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Cause we were, we were talking about that, how the, uh, kind of the things that we're going to carry over back and forth between these two. Um, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that because like the cover of the last issue that we read with Karai on it, like that's a foot tech ninja a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's such an awesome design. Like that's kind of an, I love being a turtle thing, but since we're talking about it, I love the design. I think it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to say that this episode used the word amphibious correctly. Didn't refer to the turtles as amphibians. It referred yeah. to them as amphibious. Team amphibious team seven can never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there was a moment um, that I'm probably reading too much into it because that's what I do. Um, but when Baxter goes up to the, the like, the armor that they fished out of the, the thingy thing. Um, and like his face is reflected in it. And it's kind of close to the stomach of the armor. Uh, which like, which like I it, was like, like, it, like it's too low. No, like, like, like his, Oh, like, like a crang. <laughs> like a neutral. Yeah, oh. like the, the reflection of his face in it is close to the stomach. 
but uh, I don't know if that's intentional or if that was just coincidental because it's not like perfectly lined up or anything. But I don't know. That was just something I noticed. It um, could be some foreshadowing. Yeah, I think it's foreshadowing because like we we don't know that it's an Utram suit yet. Like, yeah, in the show, like Boy, the show, like, like we uh, know, but the show it's like doesn't. the biggest reveal of the show. That was good foreshadowing. I didn't even pick up on, but now it's like, oh yeah, I can see that. That'd be cool. All right, then let's talk about Fallen Angel. So this episode is Angel's first ever appearance because she's now a reoccurring character in Ninja Turtles thanks to the IDW comics. Yeah, yeah she's, she's kind of a nobody in those comics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Tomato, tomato, oh, tomato. I killed myself. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I guess this was Angel's like very first appearance. Uh, definitely like her more in IDW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ditto. Yeah, she, um, she's a much cooler character in IDW. She's just uh, a kid. She's just this. like a kid in this one too. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like in her defense, she's like nine years old. So I don't Which, know. She okay, but she, okay, so she's like fourteen. She's a year younger than the turtles. Is she? Yes. Zach issue again. Except Zach. <laughs> so the Zach issue. Except Zach yes. is yeah. worse because Zach, you know, acts like he's eight in like, especially in the later seasons. But you know. Yeah. No. Perfect. Yeah, and we've established the turtles act like they're thirty. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You not know, even. I, not even just act, but like they look like they're. they're, they're my, when my wife and I were watching it today, she's like, "Those are men." Well, yeah. she's like, "Those are not teenage turtles. They're mutants." The early bloomers. Yeah, it's really, I would say it's really only like 2012 Rise and Mutant Mayhem that actually nailed like the teen thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't yeah. think they were like going for a real teenager thing when they yeah. created Ninja Turtles. It's, it's more of a, like since it's been sold to Nickelodeon, they're, they're doing more. Yeah. I mean like the, the teenage thing was just because those kind of books were popular in the eighties. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's like um, when you read Teen Titans. I mean, even when you read Teen Titans, they don't feel that teenagery. They'll try and throw words in there where they'll be like, "That doesn't jive with me, man." Yeah, like, like Cyborg is like thirty five years old. Yeah, I was gonna say, I've <laughs> like, never thought of Cyborg as a, as a teen. No, yeah, um, so even, I would even argue in... the original Mirage designs of the turtles, like the first, you know, like before they start to like you know thicken up. Mm-hmm. I I could believe those are teens. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, by the time Jim Lawson draws them, like time has passed, so it's like it it it, it feels natural. Whereas like IDW kind of jumps all over the place depending on who's drawing them. Like Sophie and Mateus like really draw them a little younger, I think, than like you know Ben Bishop or uh, Ben Bates or Dan, or especially Dan Duncan. So. Yeah, though Dan Duncan, they have they have like a like a boyish quality to them. I would argue, like there's like a naivete in their eyes. Yeah, no, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> looking at Angel's like back to the sewer uh, change, she looks like she comes out of Winx Club. Like she does. All, all she of those does. Just, she does right. <laughs> yes. Uh, got all of the back to the sewers designs are Winx Club. Wings yeah. Oh god, oh, I hate April's design so much. Wings Club is like the worst I, thing that ever existed. I hate it. <laughs> My entire it, being. It is a downgrade. Uh, um, yeah, well, Wings Club looks amazing and back was, to the sewer. Yeah, 
Wings Club was what I had to watch while waiting for Ninja Turtles to come on. <laughs> yeah, on had in the morning to watch. Kids. Had to. You did. You know, you just you flipped it on and it was just like, ah, okay, I got to wait for Turtles to come on. Because it's early in the morning, you know. I've got to be up right at 7 o'clock. Can't miss a second of Ninja Turtles. But yeah, it's pretty much just a show about fairy girls that go to a, a university and they're magic, I think. I don't know. They, like they have magical transformations. Yeah. Like off-brand Sailor Moon. Basically. But like Not it's got good. like the worst like Hugs. voice. Uh, <laughs> like like the voices don't match their mouths so bad. But not like in a not like in an anime way, but like way worse than that. <laughs> yeah, they, they go to like a they go to like a school of magic and everyone wears crop tops and anyway. It seems I mean, like you more you than did in high school in two thousand three. Huh? It seems like Spencer actually loves this show. Not, you know, Which, really, no but, shade. You know, I mean, I, I, I do. You I know. accept it. My, I mean, my wife. Start the Wings Club my Power wife was Hour. A fan when she's a kid. Oh, we could man. start the Wings Club Power Hour. Uh, you know. Why not? Why not? We can go through eight, it if you want. Eight seasons, four movies. Wings Club had. Whoa. Really? Yeah. That many? I know. That's ridiculous. Oh, my my that's wife. Not, that's, that's kind of more prolific than 2003. That's true. My my wife has has stories of you know because she loved it and would watch it all the time, and her her dad would watch Saturday morning cartoons with her, and so she says that you know she went back to try and watch it. Wings Club was just like wow, like my dad loved me so much <laughs> sitting <laughs> sitting through that show with me. It's kind of like us when we were watching eighty seven. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we know where the abandoned warehouse that the turtles work out of is located, and. The core yeah. of Eastman and Laird. Wow. Yeah. I'm amazed how like how much that comes up in this show. Like I don't remember any Easter eggs about it back in the day, but I mean they've already been cops and now they're being named as streets. It's pretty cool. How do you okay, so how do you feel about naming things directly after them or kind of like mishmashing them together? Like I really the East hate warehouse on Lairdman Island. I hate that one. I'm like, just you hate oh, that, that one. one is, I don't like that one either. Yeah. I'm like, just call it the Laird, uh, like the Laird warehouse on Eastman Island or something. Is that like, from this, the, these episodes too? It's from, it's no, from, no, that's, no, that's from, from the 1990. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch. I've never caught that at all. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's where, says, um, it? it's, it's where like the hideout is for all like the wayward teens in the movie. All the cool kids smoking. And yeah. Sam it's Rock where Sam Rockwell yeah. says, uh, mm-hmm. Tells the cops to go. Yeah, well, just just put their names in there somewhere, you know. Yeah, well, regular or mental. Yeah, yep. that guy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, I just that was just a question, and yeah, like the direct, the more direct references are are nice. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like you don't. Need I, to I think go it's just because far. like those names sound so. Like they sound like they could just be generic locations in New York, which is funny. Yeah. I mean, they both fly of those by guys are not from New York. So yeah, I, I just, like Northampton. yeah, like <laughs> they're from Massachusetts, but it's like, they're so synonymous with everything in New York. We have Laird or Eastman high, the Laird hotel, all those. Yeah. That's really all I had for second time around for fallen angel. Yeah. Are we good to go on to garbage man? Anyone have anything else to add? Nope. Um, not really. Well, I guess I just like wrote a quote that Casey just like called Hun out for not having a father. And uh, 
Oh yeah. That was like, okay. <laughs> so I thought that I just I thought that was funny because like in a meta sense, we know that Hun is Casey's dad in IDW. So it was just yes. like I know mm-hmm. it wasn't foreshadowing. I was just kinda like, hey, that's just funny in yeah. In hindsight. Which mm-hmm. I think that is like a really good like melding of things here, especially when you bring in like Angel and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all I had for that episode. Perfect. Uh, Garbage Man. Uh, Garbage Man, 100%. That's Dr. Eggman. Oh, oh yeah. The voice, yeah. The voice um, is Doc. Yeah. The voice is yeah, Mike Pollock. Mike Pollock. Who uh, took over as Dr. Eggman for the Sonic X series and then officially for the games. He's been, he's been Dr. Eggman for about over 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine is really into Sonic. And mm. I was what I started watching 2003 with him when he was watching it for the first time. Um, and like while we were watching, he was like, um, that's Eggman. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You kids. Back in my day, Eggman was Robotnik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I prefer I, Robotnik. I do I too. Remember, it, yeah. But. I remember playing the I original like, Sega version and it saying Dr. Robotnik and being like, what? You know, being a kid. I like how up, they've combined okay. it. And like his real name is Dr. Robotnik, but he just goes by Dr. Eggman now. And like that's just that's just the brand he goes by. Uh, but it's it's just funny because like this is I think this is before this is before Sonic X. Um, but the voice Mike Pollock is using for Garbage Man is one hundred percent his Eggman voice. Uh, yeah. And then even Turtlepedia points out like there's similarities between like he's using machines and wants yeah. to build an empire and um. So I just I just thought that was funny because I just my, Mike Pollock's my favorite Dr. Eggman out of all the voices. Who's your favorite Dr. Robotnik? Uh, Long John Baldry, who played him in oh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Love it. I was waiting for you to say that, actually. <laughs> it was like, because I do have an answer. <laughs> His whole life culminating in this. <laughs> Long John Baldry yeah. never got to play Dr. Eggman because he passed away before that. Oh, good to know. That's a downer. Um, Mikey gets another couple references to movies. We got a Jaws reference, and then he does a Schwarzenegger line, or like an impression at least. So both of those things exist in this universe as yep. well. Yep, and Leonardo uses it says the, Mikey the references line. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Superman, and Jaws. So all three of those exist. Oh yeah, I forgot Superman. Yeah. What were you Leonardo. saying, Spencer? I was saying that Leonardo uses the it's quiet a little too quiet line, uh, which is just a classic classic line i guess of everything it's a cliche at this point <laughs> it's a little too raff where does that come from like what's the source on that i don't know i'm, I'm curious as i mean that to where that i think it's just one of those action I think it's just lines. like a, a trope that's used yeah but like who used it first though you know like because yeah that's what i'm saying first. I don't know. Okay, I googled it. Earliest census of this quote that I'm aware of is the Lucky Texan, 1934, starring John Wayne. Wow. John Wayne was doing movies in 34? Yeah, that seems very young. Is it the John Wayne or a John Wayne? What was it called? The Lucky Texan? The Lucky Texan. Born in 1907, so yeah. Yeah, he started in 31. Huh, I guess so. All right. Anything else for Garbage Man? No. Nope. Besides, I guess this being the nope. first. Appearance. 
Garbage Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is the we first also, appearance of Garbage Man, huh? Spoiler alert. Yeah. They also kind of get another jab at the 87 series with the trench coats, but then also they wear them. So, yeah, kind of weird, but. Yeah, I, I, I guess I could add that Garbage Man was going to have an episode called Nightmares Recycled or something like that. Uh, or Recycled yeah. Nightmares, some weird thing that never happened because. The studio started to kind of clamp down, or the I guess Fox, you know, or whatever, four kids kind of started to clamp down on uh, the freedom the show was I was having <laughs> with with how dark it was getting. Because uh, so there was one episode that wasn't allowed to air, but was completed insane and in the ended membrane, up being right? on DVD. Yeah, insane in the membrane. And then they had written this episode called Nightmares Recycled that was give Garbage Man the origin that he was Hun Siamese twin. And then was like removed Ooh. by like some backwoods doctor that then pretty much just oh, threw away Garbage Man. And so that's why Garbage Man damn. feels like trash and like an outcast. Yeah, it's real dark. Uh, and yeah. so that wasn't allowed to get made. <laughs> but there's like concept art Hugo. of. Yeah, there's like concept art of Hun attached to Garbage Man. Uh, Interesting. I gotta see this. Interesting. Uh I was just going to point out, I pointed it out earlier in our group chat, but we, but Spencer doesn't agree. Uh, Garbage Man is listed as having an appearance in the IDW comic. Uh, and specifically Peter, yeah. in, in the Armageddon game issue two. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did point that out when we read it and I was like, that looks like it could. Garbage did we? Man. Okay. But it uh, So yeah, so that he's officially listed as Garbage Man on Turtlepedia, and then looking looking at the picture, yeah, like he's a half man and a. In yeah, a that's what chair. I that's what I interpreted him as when I read it. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, Garbage Man's here. Yeah, he he could be, uh, but officially stated in the book, and I don't know. I guess someone just needs to ask. I think it was Vincenzo Federici who was on the art for that one. Uh, so Sony's either ask him or Tom Waltz. Who was I think writing for that book? If it really is garbage you, man or not, essentially. I feel like I feel like Tom intended intended that to be garbage man. Yeah, I thought it was maybe Mojo, but like that's it looks like Mo- Mojo too. So, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. In fact, uh, that was the thing I liked about Garbage Man so much was he just he reminded me a lot of Mojo. Mojo is one of my favorite X Men bad guys. That's true. He's very Mojo. Um, I dropped that concept art in the chat. Uh, they're way older than I would have imagined for like separating. <laughs> yeah, like he gets, he just gets like removed <laughs> later. It looks like and, and just thrown away, and then Damn. becomes garbage. Good God! <laughs> yeah, what a yeah. They they decided that's where it became too dark, and they yeah. and they started for your 18th stuff. birthday. We're gonna remove you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not gonna have any legs, but uh, honey, gonna be a new man. That's uh, that's wild. I think he's like strapped to him too. It's yeah, it's, a, it's described as a harness to carry. Yeah. and he has like the the hand like I think on his neck. Yeah, I think Nightmares Recycled was like on the back of the DVD for the Ninja, Ninja Tribunal season, but it wasn't like actually on it. But I've yeah. I've seen screenshots of that, so. And it says this is like a Peter Laird sketch. Like it's kind of, it's kind of wild to see him drawing in that like style. Yeah, I don't know if it is his or not, but it could be. 
That's just like the caption they have as it. Like Peter Laird's concept art. Hmm. All right, All right, we get so to talk about our. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, let's put some anchovies on this mm-hmm. pizza. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. All right, so <laughs> episode seven, The Way of Invisibility. Man, Casey's annoying. Casey's I, the... He's an awful person in this series. It's, it's like he's they... <laughs> he's a like a douchebag, like... See, I don't, I don't see... I don't... Like I don't really see like the douchebag thing because like twenty twelve. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me you invite a friend over and he breaks all your shit. You're not like, like yes, get the hell out a... of here and never come back. Like that's that's, yeah. that's not douchebag. I don't know what. It I mean, that's basically like... what they told him at the end of the episode. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like way, it's way overplayed in this episode though. Like yeah, it is not usually like that. It's just like specific to get this. It, it feels like they dumbed there. him down even yeah. more because it's like it doesn't even feel like like fun himbo like oops i made a mistake because i'm so buff and big it's more like like i'm maliciously destroying your stuff because i don't yeah don't like about like when he know. when he like tries to mess with the dvd player and then like kicks like smack doesn't kick it yeah. he smashes his foot on it like we yeah. don't he has a problem with his temper though he's impulsive and but he's so, not like, like ang- that's like okay, way impulsive, beyond, yeah. though. i was gonna say like because he's, he's just like delighting in destroying their stuff was he? I, I wouldn't say he was delighting because he it. keeps it just like so. more. Like he's he goes on like a rampage through there. <laughs> well, well, when he starts throwing a tantrum, that's because Raph got taken. Yeah, he's kidnapped. I'm just saying, I would have turned him into the police if I was Donnie. I'd be like, yeah, this guy's done. This, he's done this over. I, I mean, I know I'm a giant is. turtle man. But yeah. I'm arrest this other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to report a disturbance. Yeah. So let's yeah, break down the stuff man. I stole from the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rise Donnie would never have tolerated that, is all I'm going to say. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I do. I did appreciate all their, like, like very Midwestern polite attempts to get him out of there, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that I liked about it. I just thought it was funny how, like, I don't know, yeah, politely mm-hmm. they're, like, trying to get him out of their house <laughs> yeah their this is their first ever guest they're probably just not used to kicking people out you know april was there in like the third episode yeah. well okay. was that that yeah, was, was before the, yeah, was they got say. to the new layer though wasn't it no but no they get, the to, they get to the new layer in like the second episode yeah because their home gets destroyed like right away yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. it, it's the, the first time it's the first time they've had an unwanted house guest, though, you know. There we go. Someone they didn't nah. bring home. <laughs> There's the asterisk. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my only thing for this is that they're doing that whole, like, routine where they're on the bamboo sticks. And the size of those bamboo sticks is super inconsistent. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, also, they apparently they're not glued to the floor. Other until, like, like, short. I don't, I don't believe they're standing on them without knocking them all over. Let well, alone jumping around. They're ninjas. No, they can, they can physics. You can't, you can't tell me you're jumping on sticks and those sticks stay up. Weird. The way of balance. 
Yeah. It's yeah. the way of balance. Don't worry about it. It's the way of the ninja, I, dude. You I can't can balance physics. a single action figure. Okay. Like, <laughs> Cody, are you a ninja? Are you a ninja? That's true. You're not a ninja, Cody. If only I was. You can balance on bamboo sticks. I will say what did bother me was the fact that none of them like noticed Casey come in both times. Like, yeah, for being ninja. And the fact that he knocked them <laughs> all down, especially Splinter. Like, Splinter, I feel if he was like, you know, Master Splinter, he would have been able to like recover. But they all fall over, even though Casey, like, like the door is so bright when it opens, too. Yeah. True. And Splinter does snap and almost murder him. So, yeah. As he deserves. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought that too when I watched it. I was like, Splinter should be able to like jump and do a flip or something mm-hmm. and, like, on his feet and be like, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Especially because it's, that's entirely the exercise they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, also, one, one that... other... Sorry, go ahead. No, please, Tori. Yeah. Oh, I, it, I was going to mention how when Raph gets kidnapped and like Casey is pretending to be out, did he just let Raph get kidnapped? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he like, like it. that just seems very strange for him to do. Yeah. That goes back like, to like what I was saying about like it. It feels like Casey to me. It felt like Casey was a little bit out of character in this episode, just because like because of like the just the it would go from like one end of the spectrum to the other with like his moodiness or like his, or just like how smart he was. Cause he's, he's just doing a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't feel consistent enough in Casey's character. It just feels like it's stuff to get them to the point they need to in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I always, I also, I always hate when our heroes fake being knocked out or, or a fake surrender or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate that. My bone to pick is multiple times, and this is, I say this as an old person, and Baxter Stockman, he can't be younger than like 30. Um, he gets tossed around multiple times, right? Where he gets like thrown to the floor. Yeah. And if you're telling me he doesn't like jack up his back and he's severely injured just from that, not buying it. As an old person, it takes me out of it seeing him get tossed to the ground. And he's like, oh, that hurts, but I'd be wrecked. Like, that's over. Cody's done. <laughs> You're saying too like, much floor tossing. I need Hun doesn't need to do anything. Is a, yeah, Hun doesn't need to do anything to Baxter Stockman except just, like, ask him to move a couple boxes around the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there goes my knee. That's yep. <laughs> uh, I think my last real thing is I hate seeing Casey's eyes through the mask. Yeah, I do too. I don't know why it bothers me so much. It just, I think it, uh, yeah, something about it. I just don't like it. I think I like it. I have no thoughts on that. I don't really care. (laughs) I'm okay with it where it's like really, like really close up. And it's like, we're, we're seeing, you know, we're supposed to see his eyes, but it's like all the time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is like, because if it's a close up, like reaction shot, then yeah, that's fine. But it's like, it just, it just feels weird in action shot. It's, it's like, it would be like if Batman, like a live action Batman, didn't have like the black uh, eye makeup around his eyes. Like it just looks weird. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't know. Every single Casey, you can usually see his eyes, except for the comic books. Like his no, eyes they are... usually black them all 87 out. Casey, no. 87 yeah, 87 Casey, Casey Mirage Casey, like they always well, they always write out his eyes. Comics, yeah, I think yeah. wide eyes are just cooler. Even but like even twelve, you see his eyes in the nineteen well, ninety. No, yeah, but he but he but he puts eyes. but he puts the black eye. Makeup he does on. the paint though. Yeah, nineteen ninety, like Elias Codius, they light him Elias. in it's a way. That Elias. He, and El, yeah, Elias. Sorry, Elias Codius. Uh, they they light yeah. him in a specific way that you can't see his eyes in the mask. Like if oh, you really? if you go back and watch the movie, it's it's always like he's always lit in a certain way, so you can't see his eyes through the mask. Hmm. Yeah. I believe I you, know. but I also don't believe you. <laughs> I'm I'm saying go back and watch it. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels a little busy or something. Like it's not the end of the world, but yeah, it's not the end of the yeah. world. It's just a nitpick. I just yeah. I, it's just a nitpick of part of the design I don't like. I think it would just look cooler if he had blacked out eyes. Yeah, it's like the angle and the lighting. Yeah, you really you don't. Well, like, granted, newer versions of the movie are brightened, so you might be able to see it now. But if you if you watch like an older cut of the movie, like because the 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 version that's on like HBO Max or uh, that was on Paramount, that was the brighter version. Hmm. I'll do some research and get back to you. Yeah. Anyway, that was the nitpick I had. All right. We good to talk about Fallen Angel then? Yeah, I don't really have any anchovies for this one. Like, I didn't, I didn't hate Angel as much as I thought I would. Yeah, she knows Zach. She's definitely not my favorite though. Like, I, I could leave her. Like, I I really feel like this whole story really could have worked without her. Even she's just kind of there. Yeah, she's just kind of there. I think the only thing I don't like is that like she's only a year younger than the turtles are, and it's like she doesn't feel like it. Like, it feels like they baby her when she's not that much more young. Not that much. She's like eight years old. Compared. But like, I don't know, didn't, didn't you ever see like the kids that had like a rougher upbringing and they behave much older than the kids who have a like, I don't know, a more comforted, you know, like a life of more comfort. And like you have some kids that, you know, have to mature quicker. Like, I don't know. So yeah, they have was, to grow up fast. I would someone say Angel's the, the one who's got a, I was I would say Angel's probably the one who has a rougher I mean, upbringing. True. Like I mean, the Angel, Angel's is, also has a rough upbringing, but the turtles yeah, are raised like, in sewers and disciplined in martial arts from the time. They yeah, were. but they're, but it's, but they're just well, raised. They they're just taught martial arts growing up. Splinter's not specifically training them to be assassins in this continuity. I know, but you know, they're, they're, they're living. And they in get the to sewers. run around. They have cool cars. They have like, yeah, like water cars. they live pretty comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> In the, um, in the sewers, you know, in the, the right. sewers, yeah, sure. And, and hiding from have the you seen the world. sewer that they live in? It was pretty cool. It's it's pretty swanky. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, as far I, as I sewers go, it's pretty nice. Oh, it's very. I I have to think it's very drafty. I can I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it's got that big pool of water in the middle. It's like yeah. My so. nitpick, and I hate this all the time. So they have and. They have that like out the most outrageously conspicuous armored van possible, and they're like weaving through the streets constantly. But there's at one point they're like, "We're ninjas. We stick to the shadows." As yeah. they're getting into their ridiculous mm. the end, van, yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, "Yep." <laughs> it's it's like it's funny because like that feels more egregious than them flying a blimp with turtles written on it. It does. It, no, somehow it, it does. <laughs> Because it's like, like at least in the least, you're in the air. Yeah, like, when you're driving a van that takes up like three road lanes and they're like 
the way the ninja baby. <laughs> you mean like the way the 2012 like Ninja Turtles drive around a subway car on monster truck wheels? No, I <laughs> that the one that's York. also valid. You're not wrong. Two, it's way cooler. <laughs> it is cooler. The yeah, the shell razor is way cool. Shell razor is yeah. great. I don't care for the show razor. That's just me. Though. But like, Tori, what were you going to say about 87? Well, I was going to say like, the thing with the turtle blimp is it's like, at a certain point with TMNT 87, you're like, that's, that's what this show is. It's, it's camp. It's yeah, exactly. Cheesy. That's what I was going to say. Whereas this show tries to take itself a little bit more seriously. So when you have those moments, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, calm down, Leo. Like, don't get in that van after saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, right. all I had. Uh, yeah, my my only complaint was a teeny tiny nitpick, which is that uh, so the turtles go in in their disguises in their clothes, and then later on when they're going to try and go bust Casey out, Dantilla suddenly has his bow staff, and I want to know where he was keeping his bow staff, because. Uh, yeah. There's nowhere he could have kept his bow staff. He got one of those collapsible ones. Yeah, on TikTok shop. Collapsible. He whittled. He whittled a collapsible wood one. Yeah, it's actually it's two different parts that screw into each other. (laughs) There we go. Hold on, that would actually be pretty cool. Not gonna lie, I I would go for that. I would go for that. You know, the Batman team and T Donatello's bow staff actually works that way. Yeah, I was like, someone's bow staff is like that. I couldn't remember whose. Really, the team and T one. Or the Batman one? Yeah. Huh. In the movie? I don't know in the movie. The action figure 100% does. Oh, yeah. The action figure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know there's at least one version that I've seen where it goes in half, but like I could not specifically pinpoint which one it is. So, Like a techier staff, yeah. All right. Let's talk about Garbage Man then. I, have, uh, I don't have any like I, specific anchovies about this one. I I will I, say I had a hard time just like getting into these episodes because they all kind of feel like villain of the weeky to me. Yeah, they all yeah, feel I have like the same kind they, of they all feel like tales tales of the TMNT episodes. Yeah, it's like the first one's like the Foot Tech Ninja, the second one's like Angels kind of there, and then the third one's Garbage Man. They all just kind of feel like, I mean, all except for Garbage Man are kind of linking into the main story. I guess mm-hmm. more the the very first one with the like the neo guy at the end the guardian yeah but, uh, like the third one it's like it was a it was a good episode but i'm like i i had a hard time just like bringing myself to watch these you know yeah, it just feels like kind of filler like yeah 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 i think like yeah. i think our next episode is gonna be really good because it's like when the shredder shows up and like that plot line yeah. starts going but up until like yeah but like up until then like it kind of feels like we've been just like waiting to get to there so so my Mine was Leo has this line uh, that's like, pay every pay anybody or make enough money and no one's going to ask questions. Like when they're talking about like how garbage man gets away with this island. And it's like, it's an uncovered island, not that far off of the shoreline in New York. Like, yeah, it's not well hidden. Like no matter how much money you pay, you can't hide this. I don't know, man. Epstein had an island. Yeah, but that wasn't <laughs> off the coast of New York. <laughs> was it, yeah, it wasn't perpetually like cloaked in orange light <laughs> yeah. right in the harbor. I, <laughs> that, was a, that was a great reference. That was, I mean, no, okay, I would, yeah. I would, I would, <laughs> if we're sticking with that reference, they're both things people knew existed and they chose to ignore. Ah, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into like 
because this actually ties into the later segment for I love being a turtle. Uh, the so Epstein stuff? Please, yeah, not, please tell me the Epstein, Epstein Island Epstein. is not the I love being a turtle thing. No, no, it is not. Not, not the Epstein okay, Island thank thing. You. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, but that was just my that was just my thing. I was like, no, no matter. But I guess you guys do make some good points. But also at the same time, I don't know. It just felt weird. Yeah. Um. For me, there's just like weird moments of like a lot of weird moments of dialogue. Like like the the homeless guys at the very beginning, where he's like, "Be careful, not like they're collecting these bottles." And the guy's like, "Be careful not to break them." The other guy's like, "I never break them." And the other guy's just like, "You break them all the time." And then he's just like, like yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I like them. I you like need them. to build the believability of these characters, okay? They're so important to the plot. There were sometimes, I don't know. Yeah. They were trying to start sometimes, a spinoff show, actually. Yeah, were- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's sometimes when I think like people are like, hey, I want to get into voice acting. Do you have like any character? And so they just like write a couple lines that like are meaningful. They're like, recording so, booth yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that goes back to what we were saying. Like these are all non-union voice actors doing their first like, yeah, yeah. this is their first show for a lot of trying them. Trying to get my SAG card. Which I mean, hey, you know, grab that back. Like do, yeah. do what you got to do. But yeah, <laughs> this, this, is, this is one of those prime examples. But yeah, like there's there's a lot of weird moments of dialogue like that. And also, I guess the reason why like I typically kind of am, am down on Garbage Man as a villain is that like the overall fight with him just feels kind of lame. Like when they actually fight him, like it just he just kind of has like the robotic claws that kind of just move in the way and kind of bat them aside. But it just it's not like super cool or anything I don't it's know. not I just, it's it's yeah. it's very boring and then like he yeah. falls off the cliff like, yeah. his tank should also have like an aquatic feature like what kind of chump yeah embarrassing he's on an island and yeah because it's like because it's like tank. his car his car like he his his car is bigger than the battle shell and it's like that's amphibious like you would think that he has some kind of protocol for his you know his little mojo cart his, yeah, his hubris got the best of him. Uh, yeah, it also me that he had three missiles on the front. Like they look like spikes, and then you shoot some of their missiles. But when they <laughs> hit the turtles, um, four missiles shoot. Like, <laughs> I hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> Just gonna say, that. <laughs> yeah, fired for that blunder. Um, an anchovy I have is I cannot look at garbage man. Because of the like white stuff coming out of his mouth, yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. unbelievably disgusting to me. Like I, I cannot look at him. Yeah. It is he, so bad. He reminds me. Yeah, it's it's funny because like uh, in Batman the animated series, there's that episode with like the guy that's stealing all the kids in the sewer, and it's like he he has the same like white foaminess coming out of his mouth, and mm. I hate that episode for mm. that reason. Or like live action penguin with Danny DeVito. No, I like that one. Oh, it's Danny no, DeVito. That's just as gross. DeVito. Yeah. Yeah, because because it's Danny DeVito, it gets passed. But no, <laughs> the, I know I know what you're saying. It's it's yeah ugh, yeah. Ugh, it's so gross. And then the other thing is like the turtles like are so dismissive at first of the fact that all these homeless people are being kidnapped. Like, yeah. The, the, they just the, kind of leave. They're the like, well, the professor I mean, tells know, them about it. He's like, let me know if your if your friends show up or if anyone else disappears. And it's like, what? 
you're not going to do anything about this now, and it's not until everyone else gets kidnapped that they're like, oh, we got to investigate this and do something about this problem. It's like, huh? They have you a, knew you know this what? was happening. You know, they have a minimum that, amount. I had of something for it. That was yeah. going to be my I love being a turtle. That was going to be my I love being a turtle. But now I'm moving more, it to then we'll intervene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I think it kind of is one of those things that goes in hand with the idea that the turtles aren't superheroes. Like, they're not incredibly proactive until something kind of affects them, right? Like, they're they're not superheroes and that's kind of something that peter laird has said and other people have said uh well mostly peter laird uh talking about the turtles is that yeah they're not superheroes so it's not like they they hear about something and start investigating or go on patrol it's when like something affects them and affects people they know that they start like doing something about it kind of thing yeah, yeah but also still like turtles yeah they they literally like like Don especially is like kind of friends with the professor and stuff and it's like if he knows that homeless people are going missing like they would like he should know that hey these people will probably be next so it still does somewhat apply to them because it's like the people that they talk to you know like barter with and like yeah Yeah. but also at the same time Mikey Mikey shows more concern than than the professor or than Donatello does Mm -hmm. yeah Yep, so okay. these turtles are bad people. Okay, that's why they're friends with Casey. It all coming <laughs> together. Well, they're not nearly as bad as the uh, the next mutation turtles. <laughs> oh, boy. jackasses! Yeah. All right, are we ready to? Do we have anything more for these episodes? Can we go to our next section? I yeah. think we can. Yeah, I think, I think that's it for anchovies. Yeah. So the wave invisibility. So I thought it was really funny at the very beginning when they're training on the bamboo sticks and Splinter claps and the lights turn off and Michelangelo's dude, he put in the clapper? Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so the clapper. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my big one was uh, I I didn't know that the Raph, like the meme of Raphael saying yo mama was real. Uh, oh, yeah. That was the first was scene real? of the show I ever saw. Was that scene? <laughs> I I didn't I didn't know that was real. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was like a like a fan edit or something. No, that's yeah, that's actually in this episode. Real deal. Your mama episode. That yeah. was yep. that was very funny. Uh, um, the, the, there's a lot of good lines in this. Uh, I really like um the the beef with Casey is funny, even though Casey like does feel out of character at times it's really funny just the way that the the turtles interact and are like so fed up with him yeah um my favorite one of my favorite lines well obviously the yo mama line is great but one of my other favorite ones is when the foot tech ninja is holding casey over the whirlpool and he's like don't do it guys i'm not worth it and don's just like you know he's got a point (laughs) yeah it's so good and the fact that it's like it's donatello specifically saying that that's Mm -hmm. that's really funny yeah yeah or when they finally get casey out and michelangelo's just like and that's how they defeated the thing that wouldn't wouldn't leave leave. (laughs) yeah so much of this show's sense of humor really hits for me and uh it's great me, me laugh yeah um Another thing I really like is there. The, this episode has a few of the examples of Mikey like being skilled and competent, 
um which is something that i always like to see like him thinking outside of the box and clapping the lights on at the beginning and then um at the end he's the one that saves casey because he's the one that employs you know the way of balance and invisibility um which i did really like as well i love i love seeing mikey get to shine because he's my favorite so (laughs) your favorite in general or favorite in this version but 2003 mikey is specifically my favorite turtle across every single iteration interesting okay i absolutely adore him so i also like him a lot up there's mine i i like him more in idw just a little bit but this oh yeah idw mikey's great as well yeah oh yeah that was the other thing that i really liked was the all just like all the different creative methods they use to see invisible ninjas uh and and to be able to spot them from Mm -hmm. like slinging mud on them to like casey being able to get like a spray paint can and and spray it on them uh don donatello bringing out his vision goggles which uh we first saw the heat vision goggles in darkness on the edge of town so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like that like MacGuffin where you know he'll be like oh yeah it just so happens i've been working on this thing that we can now use in this episode like we've seen that he in a yeah, previous well, to be fair, he was just happening to be working on those the last the first time he introduced them. He just had them still now. But, but you know, at the same time, like it was <laughs> it was already laid out there. So like we got to yeah. see him one I think then I and think now we the Donatello I think the Donatello action figure came with those, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, that's cool. If so, Not they the did the base one, one, I don't think. think. Yeah. I know, I, I'm pretty sure one of them did. It was either this one or like the 2007 one. I just remember those goggles. Um, I really, I, you mentioned that spray paint Casey Jones part. I thought that was like a really good animated bit that like, that like half face and part of the shoulder, mm-hmm. like fighting them. That was so cool. Yeah. This, this show is so well animated. I love it. I, I love the fight scenes with, with the foot tech ninjas as well. Like just the invisible ninjas that they're trying to fight and they have to i don't know it just gives them like a new challenge as they're fighting the foot and like a new level of uh i guess of stakes being raised in the story instead of just throwing more endless rows of of foot ninjas at them Mm -hmm. it's kind of weird that they've already upgraded like because they've only fought the the foot soldiers like twice now they're like all right time for an upgrade (laughs) yeah but the foot the foot tech ninjas don't become like the standard ones right Right. I mean they're they're expensive and stuff probably to to outfit and make and so they they're they're kind of like a just like a level in between like a grunt foot ninja and and like the foot elite kind of thing. They're like in between. I think mm-hmm. they, they fight them a couple more times, I think, but I don't yeah. think they like Yeah, they definitely it. come up again. I don't think they make it far into like season two or three or anything. I like how truly dumb Baxter is in this series. Like he's smart. But for a dude who just had his eyeball clawed out and he's still being like an ass to the people who did it. Yeah. See, that's, that's part of why I love him so much. Yeah, as well, because he's so arrogant. Like, he deserves everything that's coming to him. He's <laughs> easily my favorite Baxter Stockman because oh, yeah. I think they do a great job of capturing how he's he's got like this this really smart mind. I said that very stupid, but um, <laughs> he's a smart guy. Um, but he's not very, he's, he's kind of pathetic in a way that's different than other versions of Stockman because some versions of Stockman are just like, oh, he's just a pathetic little man. Um, in, and that's like in in a very baseline way, but here they do it in a, in a way that I personally really enjoy. 
He's like very um, arrogant. He's, he's a yes. he's a pathetic little man who thinks very big of himself. Yes. Whereas and, other versions, he doesn't have that confidence. But the confidence, the hubris paired with just being generally pathetic is why I think this is such a fantastic version of Stockwind. But yeah, the, the like this is easily does, becoming my favorite version too. Now he does prove to be very competent, though, as well as the series goes on. Which no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you he can be like a pathetic that. little man. Yeah, that's that's competent. Um, like I don't think we're denying that because like he he's invented really cool stuff. It's just mm-hmm. that that bravado is yeah. so fake. Yeah, his hubris is his downfall a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. So no, definitely. I I he's. He's up there as my favorite, as well as IDW. I kind of IDW Stockman's great as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but IDW takes a lot from the 2003 series, so it makes mm-hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They kind of like they just like turn him into like an actual badass. Yeah, they they make him able to get makes him like slightly less pathetic, less pathetic, than... and at least it, he achieves stuff. Yeah, they they make him actually achieve stuff. That's what it is in mm-hmm. IDW. <laughs> yeah, he actually gets somewhere. But the thing is, is you'll say like, "Oh man, he's got everything he he has coming to him," and then just wait till you watch "Insane in the Membrane." Probably, I think oh. I've seen clips of, of it, and I love that episode. I still hate him Super. as a kid. So, <laughs> uh, I like that the medallion that the Guardian is wearing is very blatantly a neutron. Yeah. But like oh, if, if, that. if you're watching it for the first time though, like and you hadn't been familiar with any of it, mm-hmm. it's like what is that? What's going on there? I'm I sure. was watching it. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm essentially watching it for the first time. Well, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> you're familiar I, with. The but lore, I didn't know, you know. Well, I didn't know that they were tied in with the Utrom. Oh, yeah, well, uh, also the sword of Tengu has an Utrom on it. Yeah, yeah it so it's like so I'm kind of I'm kind of looking for clues here. Yeah. Um, and so I just threw context clues and with them already beefing with Trell Shredder, I was like, okay, but it's like, it still looks like a neutron no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm saying like, if you haven't, like, if this is your first Ninja Turtle series, you're going in blind. Yeah. yeah you that, you you're like, I don't know what an Utrom is. Yeah. It, 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 it looks like, it looks like they got a little face on their medallions. That's yeah. What I'm calling at. Mm-hmm. All right. Are ready for Fallen Angel now? Yeah. So I, 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 I like, just love that Casey's like such a thorn in the side to the purple dragons. Like it's yeah. it's cool that he's got like a whole backstory already, and now he's just now he's just with the turtles, you know. I thought it was funny in the intro bit, um, where where Han's like, and we can get rid of the most a most hated enemy of the purple dragons, and everyone's like, Who is this? And then he puts the mask on, and they're like, Oh, it's the vigilante. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was mine too. Like, they're all bit. so dumb that they can't tell. <laughs> oh, the mask. Yeah. It's a real Clark, Clark Kent glasses mm-hmm. kind of yeah. kind of situation. They are that dumb though, because they haven't they still haven't picked a color purple yet. They're all the maroon yeah. dragons. Embarrassing. The maroon dragons. Uh I, I thought it was funny when they have their there's like their salute to get inside of the the cage fights or whatever and and then it's only like a three finger salute where you hold up three fingers and so then michelangelo makes the comment of good thing it's only a three-fingered salute yeah because <laughs> yeah, the turtles only have three fingers so that's yeah. why they're able to, to get in isn't that also the van buren boys in seinfeld anybody know seinfeld i sorry, do know man. seinfeld i don't know this reference though sorry 
the the Van Buren boys are a street gang who have like a gang sign, and I think it's also like a three fingers thing. <laughs> that feels like a really easy salute, though, for a gang. Yeah, it is. Look, look, I'll put it in the chat. Look at Kramer doing it because he does it on accident because he's holding a salt shaker. <laughs> So he has a three-fingered... <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the other thing that I, I guess I just enjoy about this episode is just the trope of, of cage matches and the heroes mm-hmm. jumping in the ring and fighting in a cage match. It's very it's, wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just fun every time. It's fun. <laughs> I thought the announcer was really funny. For the for the announcer for the cage match, and I I was trying to place his voice, but I couldn't. Like I feel like I've heard that voice before. Yeah, I it does sound familiar to me too. I feel like if you watch anything for kids, <laughs> you've probably heard. Yeah, you know, if you grow up watching for kids, all the voices sound familiar because they're all the same voice actors. Is all that right, it? For ready me? for the next? Was it Garbage Man last? Yeah, I had one last thing for. Okay. Fallen Angel, and it's the it's when Mikey gives Casey a new bat, and he just cries a single tear. (laughs) It's really funny. It's a good got you a gift. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I did appreciate too how they like colored in his bruises and stuff. I thought that was like a bit of detail. Usually shows don't Mm -hmm. give you actual damage. It like there's a there's a part at the end where like he's talking to Angel. Uh, and it looks, it, it doesn't look like a bruise anymore. It looks like a burn, like burn marks on his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, it, it is like cool when they, when they do that extra kind of detail. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to talk about garbage man then. Yeah. Garbage uh, I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure. A hundred percent sure that the two like homeless guys that um that the garbage truck picks up and claws you can they animated blood like you can see stuff falling off of them and they Damn. added in those screens for censorship oh because it like grabs them by the head too yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. wrote that in my notes i was like they literally were grabbed by the head like yeah wow <laughs> i think a hundred percent i think a hundred percent they animated that without the screams and then they got a note saying they had to add them so that it wasn't as scary so that it was clear that they didn't die mm. yeah this whole episode's kind of like a horror movie I it, it's it. it's yeah. very dark yeah well that, that's kind of the would thing, you say is it's it... dark and gritty yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that's kind of the thing that is interesting about it is that it does cover a very dark kind of real theme about mm. how homeless people for the most part are ignored and how they're treated in society. And, you know, we talked earlier, like in anchovies about people choosing to ignore something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what goes on in this is like that the homeless people disappearing off the streets. I mean, we, you know, I don't know, not to get too much into like current events and things that are going on, but there's been a lot of stuff going on with homeless people even just lately you know being talked about i've seen anyway in the news about like a pastor that's been arrested for breaking zoning laws for bringing in homeless people uh and things like that for actually taking care of them and and so so often they get treated and discarded um 
as people. And so it's it's just kind of this thing where it, this episode illustrates how homeless people are, yeah, treated like garbage. And they're now, you know, being taken somewhere else and, and no one notices, no one cares. And it's the turtles that are in the position to be able to do mm-hmm. something about it and to be able to help them. Uh, and, and it also just helps teach like empathy for homeless people because you get to see them as real people, especially like in the case of like the professor, how he's a friend of mm-hmm. the turtles. And you get to see that he's an, a bright and intelligent guy that is just down on his luck. You know, he's not some, you know, whatever, whatever person that, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, someone may claim deserves it, quote unquote. Uh, it's just, I feel like it does a lot in, in regards to talking about homeless people in a way that I think can help spread empathy when kids are watching it. And this this is a very, it's very Saturday morning homeless people kind of thing. Like there, there's yeah. a message there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say like, go ahead. Sorry. But, but it's, it, anyway, the thing, I guess why I also say all that is because, um, and why I'm able to go, I guess maybe as far talking about as I have is that Peter Laird in, it, like some of the interviews talking about these things that are going to be coming up in this upcoming series. It was like hype interviews talks about that, that theme of how homeless people are kind of viewed and treated in society. And, and that, you know, this episode does have something to say about that. I was going to say, uh, it's one of my favorite tropes in, in media where street level heroes are friends with homeless people. Mm-hmm. And, I think like this is the first time like the turtles really are like, I don't remember them doing it in Mirage. Uh, but it's like, they're friends with homeless people. Are they friends with homeless people or just, or is it just the blind guy? I think it's just the, I think it's just Andre. Yeah. He's basically the professor. Um, but seeing the turtles like, uh, be friends with, with homeless people. And it's like, some of them, some of them questioned like, "Oh, those guys in the cur- turtle costumes are back again." Like, <laughs> I also kind of felt like, I, I also kind of felt like the homeless people are cool enough with the turtles that they're like, the turtles would tell them what they are. Yeah. But also because like, if the homeless people went to the police to tell them about the turtles, they wouldn't believe them anyway. So it's like a safe thing. Mm-hmm. Um. That's, but, uh, that's dark, but yeah, you can always trust the homeless. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was where I was going with it in my head. Because <laughs> um, I feel like the professor knows that they're the turtles. And by the end of this episode, the homeless people all know um, that that they're the you know they're, that they're at least something to these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though these turtles the do kind of play guy. fast and loose with their like their secretness. They're kind but, of. But, but that's the thing is, like, in. I feel I feel like with the homeless encampment, like I feel like the turtles can be cool with those guys like it feels like there's already a relationship there like obviously because the professor knows them and the rest Mm -hmm. of the camp is cool with them like nobody's freaked out when these guys show up Mm -hmm. uh so i that was that was a thing i like and i i do want to see that aspect more in other versions because i don't even think like idw's done that yeah there's also leonardo's line in this that's like uh you know where he says a uh, best run doesn't always. So he talks about how someone mentions that this garbage dump on this Island is the best run garbage dump. In, like, yeah. All of I, I, yeah. I alluded that to that earlier. And then, and then Leonardo says best, best run doesn't always mean, doesn't always mean best. It means, it just means most profitable. 
Damn. It, it's a very punk rock uh, kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of moment uh, coming from Leo from the Turtles, uh, and, and you know, and as a cynical uh, you know union worker, I guess it you know hits home for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys think that uh, Mikey, when they were swimming to the island, do you think he did that uh, backwards kick swim the entire length? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. He's committed. He would. He's committed to that's the part, That's just part of him being the most uh, skilled. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The most naturally athletic, you know? Yeah. Um, there were two What the Shells in this episode. There were. <laughs> I, I love the What the Shell. It's so, it's so cheesy, but I love it so much. <laughs> what is your favorite turtleized catchphrase? I don't know. That's hard. I mean, I mean, What the Shell is up there. It's great. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Cause I think, I think I know at least Keith has like, we've landed on certified turtle fight. I <laughs> am not a fan of certified turtle fight. It feels like it could have come out of this show. The one that I wish that they would have kept that was like an early promotional material for this show was it's time to apply some turtle wax, but wax was like, if you hit someone, Instead of like oh. wax, like, I don't remember wax. that. Yeah, I have like a deck of cards, and that's like on one of the cards. Interesting. Yeah, that was Wait, a... so it's called like W A C K. That was yep, such a exactly. Wild yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's one of those puns that only works if you read it. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very like playmates. Yeah, card back I, joke. I feel like that would have been like an ad in Wizard magazine or something. Probably, yeah, probably. I, I liked the uh, it's trench coat wearing time. That was from yes. this episode. It's trench coat wearing time. <laughs> and they're going around talking to the homeless people to just like that jazzy baritone mm-hmm. saxophone kind of go. <laughs> oh, you know what? Low, just. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love that music. I Googled turtle wax. Uh, and the first thing that popped up was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles board game for this show. Yeah. Uh, it says from the box time to apply some turtle wax <laughs> there we go it just so works I don't know dumb. <laughs> yeah it's it works like in the stupidest way but yeah it like mm-hmm. it's it's right on the cover of the box yeah. all right are we trying to put all done with our what we like I think we are yeah so yeah three uh pretty good episodes like i said yeah. i i didn't distract myself at all i didn't I, I my switch was over on the side of the bed while i was watching these it was it, they were enjoyable i did miss april though i do no, yeah i do no I do april, april in these episodes big sad but i did really like them they're they're pretty solid episodes yeah, I'm. I, I definitely like the first two. Like I said, Garbage Man is kind of. I, I like. I like the themes and what they were going for with the themes, but like as, as a story itself, it's it's kind of meh. Uh, you know, Garbage yeah, something my least favorite one. of the three. Yeah. Which one? Two, Sorry. Like Garbage, Garbage Man. Man. Yeah, I. The other two, I think that was definitely the weakest of the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other two, though, are great episodes. Hmm. I, th- I thought Fallen Angel was the, the weakest, personally. But. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't like kids' sidekicks. Like, I hate Zach. I'm, I'm, I don't like I love Angel. Zach. 
I think I like Angel in this series because I like her in the IDW series. So she gets some carry over. Yeah. 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 That, that happens a bit for me too. I know I didn't really care at her about her at all when I was a kid. Like I didn't hate her, but I didn't care about her. But like since reading IDW, I now watch the series and I'm like, oh, it's Angel. <laughs> Yeah, I um, think I started reading IDW before I watched this series. So I knew Angel from IDW mm-hmm. before I knew her from the series. Uh, yeah, for me, like a lot of like even like the, the purple dragons kind of in general, they get like extra. I don't view them in this series like as ridiculous as I should because they get they get street crest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we good to move on to our news segment? I think take us into the news, Keith. April O'Neil, Channel 9 News. Uh, Channel 6 News. So not a ton in news this week. Uh, Mostly toy stuff. So, Cody, take us off. All right. In God is Real News, um, finally, it seems Paige Turco April action figures are a very real possibility. Um, so it's kind of a, a fun confluence of events. So there's Dave Fawcett, who's known as the TMNT collector on Instagram. He's really big in like the con scene. He has like a crazy collection. And so he's always, he's always going out hobnobbing with all the TMNT greats. So he got Paige Turco, who is April in TMNT 2 and 3 movies. Um, he got her first Instagram live interview. And so they're going around doing the interview, and naturally one of the most asked questions was if why there's not a Paige Turco action figure. And she was saying apparently, you know, she's never heard of one. She would love to have one made. And so then um, Gary, who's one of the admins in the party wagon, some of you might know him as Needles. He also works for a company called Bull Airs, who makes shoes. And he's made a lot, they've made a lot of shoes for like Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. So it's kind of their thing now to like make custom awesome shoes for the team and T folks. So he was on the stream to tell Paige how they're going to make a special shoe for her, which she was thrilled about. And then um, Gary also has like NECA contacts because he's friends with a lot of the NECA peeps. So they got him on the case to talk to his NECA friends. And he provided an update today that, you know, the NECA people are in talks with Paige's people. So, you know. It seems like we're going to get Paige Turco action figures. The stars have finally aligned. Finally. Paige Turco, which I'm thrilled because she's my favorite April. TMT3 is the best movie. But no matter how you feel about it, it's an absolute crime. We haven't had figures of her yet. I I go back and forth because like I love Judith as April in the first movie so much. But Paige Turco, I think was the better actress. It's so yeah. funny to me because um we were talking about my ranking stuff earlier mm. but like when I ranked the Aprils people were like why would you put the two live action Aprils together and I was like they're the same April in the same universe and everyone was like Paige Turco is so much worse as April no. and I don't know why people say that because I don't think- I it's don't when you're, understand. It's when they're insecure so and they that. know they're wrong and they project their wrongness. <laughs> it's, it's weird, yeah, because like she's it's not. So weird. She's not worse than Judith, and if Judith isn't like, bad. Judith is the heart of the first movie, I think. Mm-hmm. But Paige Turco, like, yeah. and, and listening yeah, to I, her in this interview was crazy because she's talking about how like 
the the mouth like there was no the turtles weren't giving lines to her she was just waiting for like the animatronics to stop moving and then yeah, she knew they're that not like voice and so she's just like talking to strange men in turtle suits yeah <laughs> oh, and weird. so and so with that context you watch some of the scenes that she does and it's like it's wild how much she just dives into that part mm-hmm. yeah no uh, like that was her first role team yeah too she, really? she did that yeah because mm-hmm. Paige turco when i was young uh, my parents knew her from soap opera. My mom, my mom, cause she watched soap operas. Um, and so she's like, Oh, like, you know, I, I don't remember what one that she was on, but she was like, Oh, that's that's So, um, I grew up thinking that Paige Turco was like a soap opera actress who went into do turtles, but apparently this was, she got this before she got her yeah. soap opera stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, a really great interview. It's impossible not to fall in love with her after that interview because she's just yeah. so sweet and cool. I'm just imagining how like eerie it would have to be to be sitting in that room and you've got like dudes in these turtle suits and these just like wordless, yeah. like animatronic mouths moving <laughs> around you and terrifying. at you. <laughs> you hear the mechanics to, like in, in the heads whirling around. Yeah, yeah. she said like how she was like freaked out because like they're not talking back to her, but she can like see their eyes. <laughs> like the the like there's certain parts like because there's different times where they have like the little eye slits open for them to see mm-hmm. or not and she yeah. she was saying how like in the moments when she could see the eyes she was just like this is weird as hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> which, is, which i think is even i wonder if like because kevin clash who played splinter like he also was the puppeteer for splinter so i i'm sure he was there giving her her lines for their scenes together but yeah, well and she said they like she adr'd those movies Oh, that makes sense too. Which again, that's wild too, because like you know, like that just seems hard as hell to like make it all like match up and do that. So yeah, oh, ADR, I, I did ADR once years ago, and it was so hard. Yeah, it's like sometimes when I make TikTok videos and they're out of sync, I try to ADR it, and it's like, oh god, this. Yeah, <laughs> I barely speak right in the first place to like do it again. It seems impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cause you have to like remember the inflections that you did. And it's like, if, if you, cause I, cause I, the one I was doing, I was dubbing over somebody. So I had to match their inflections. Oh, and like the timing's even harder. Yeah. And it was yeah, weird. Wild. Yeah. Crazy stuff. But yeah, page Turco action figures. So that's super exciting news. Again, it was, um, you can see the video on her Instagram or, um, cause I think, I think it's page Turco official. And then yeah, yeah, it's page Turco underscore official i think yeah yeah and then it's the tmnt collector um they're like on either of theirs you can see the interview um yeah super cool interview super great news absolutely thrilled i hope we get just tons of figures and they go nuts especially like short-haired tmnt3 april is gonna be fantastic i hope yeah because it's kind of wild that like we've gotten pretty much everything we can action figure wise out of secret of the ooze except april yeah, because apparently, and and from what Gary has said, is like, um, like Neca reached out, like trying to get a hold of her agent or whatever, and they could just never yeah. get through or whatever. So, I mean, that's the thing is like Neca. Neca usually just goes directly through the agents, and it's usually the agents who are like, "We're not going to pass this information along." Yeah, and I think from from what I've seen on her Instagram, it seems like apparently she's done a bunch of cons like overseas, but it seems mm-hmm. like she recently just started doing cons in America. So, yeah. It seems like now she's like getting out there and people will soon realize. Yeah, so what we got left, it's just like Tatsu and uh, 
Vanilla Ice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tatsu, I think there's, like, like they've gotten further on that, but it's just, it's hard to get, like, the yeah, approval I think, and whatnot. I think um, his actors has specifically said he didn't want to do it. His son is more open to it. Yeah, which that's the kind of thing with this stuff, too. Like, when the person is really open to it, that's great. But if they're, like, she was talking about, and this is how I knew, like, his name is Elias. Because she, mm. like, brought that up in the interview because everyone says Elias. And she's like, no, yeah. it's Elias. Um, like, she, like, um, I think, like, Judith Hogue talked to him about, like, getting his action figures made. Because he yes. was just like, yeah. yeah, that was an interview she did, like, a long time ago. Because he didn't, like, yeah, because he didn't know that NECA wanted to do it. Yeah, so. which which is kind of it's kind of wild to me, but I guess you know if if you're trying to do things like proper, it is what it is. And you don't want to be like hounding people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so stay tuned for that. Hopefully, you know, within like a year or who knows, we'll get those. Um. In other toy news, we saw mutated Moss Man in the Turtles of Gray School line. So not technically a turtle, but super fun. He Man X Team and T line of figures. We saw the awesome packaging. And then this news, which will delight tons of folks. Uh, let's have Mike share that because he broke that with me. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> one of my I'm trying to figure out how, how I was going to segue into that. Uh, so, one of my absolute favorite action figures, uh, one of my top 10 of 2022, the not technically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure, uh, the Fury Toy Samurai Turtles Spring. Uh, action figure is finally getting a re-release. Um, th- so you could pre-order that through gundammit.com, which usually does a lot of third-party uh, import figures. Um, so a lot of that stuff is kind of non-branded. Um, this is technically not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure uh, for obvious licensing reasons. This is a Samurai Turtle man. Uh, it's a fantastic little figure. It's only about four inches tall. Uh, but these are all like they're hand painted. They're gorgeous, um, little things. And they're just, they're just visually interesting. Uh, it feels like fan art of Ninja Turtles, like in physical form, uh, which we're starting to get more of that. Cause there's going to be other lines that are kind of similar to this, but this was really the first one that really kind of captured the community, I think. Um, and a lot of people have been kind of clamoring for this to get re-released because a lot of people either didn't know about it or were just kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust, you know, import websites. Uh, yeah. They like, they slept on it for a variety. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people slept on this figure, you know, and originally it was about 45, $50 and then it shot up to like, you know, as high as $200 for a, a, a complete inbox one. Uh, so people are now getting another chance at it, uh, which is fantastic, especially now that the not Donatello and not Splinter versions uh, are <laughs> supposedly hitting soon. Uh, they're supposed to hit before the Lunar New Year uh, this month. So uh, I've got my pre-orders paid off on Gundammit.com. So they're not sponsoring. I just we saw that today and I really liked it. So I put the link on our Twitter, too. Yeah, super, super cool. All right, and the last little bit of news is comic books. Uh, Saturday Morning Adventures, number 10, is going to be hitting your comic book shop the day after this episode comes out. That's the 7th of February. 
I think that's the start of the Aug Olympics arc. I think it is too. So if you saw that leaked cover of uh, lots of the different cartoon turtles all together in one place, then uh, you should probably pick up this comic book if you want to uh, get started on that whole story. And yeah, because that, that art like blew up uh, because yeah. it, it, it's essentially Turtles Forever too, in a way. I just wonder what which if they're going to stay in continuity with any of those versions and which version they're going to run with if they're going to make one of them be canon or not canon. Oh. It's it's going to be oh, it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> someone think of the lore, all right? When yeah. you're going to create a multiverse <laughs> and have crossovers and have all these characters meet each other, you gotta think of the lore, all right? You're creating continuity here. This is the stuff. I mean, because the eighty-seven about. turtles have already met. <laughs> two of these universes they have but both times they acted like they'd never met them before so which one happened was it the 2012 series or was it turtles forever 2012 please be turtles forever please please please. i in my heart it's turtles forever in my gut it's 2012 yeah same yes i really hate mr og but i really love saturday morning adventures it's been a good comic Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's like curious. that's a supply surprise hit. Um, yeah, it's like done I don't think super well. I don't think they expected it to do as well as it, as it has been, but it's it's been a banger every week. And it's like every time I see Sarah do a cover, uh, front of the show, Sarah Meyer, uh, I'm always excited because like they're some of my favorite turtles artists. So the fact that the covers for 13 and 14 leaked, <laughs> like I was in her, I was in her DMs. I was like Sarah. You drew Rise Raph and you didn't tell me because she knows uh, how much I love Raph. <laughs> or Rise Raph. That's funny. I think they've been doing interiors as well. They really they have, knocked yeah. it out of the park. Yeah. Doing a really good job. Yeah. I have a question though. Um, cause and this is for Tori. Yes. It seems like people love multiverse turtles, turtles forever. How do you feel about it? Uh I love I love I love I love the uh, having crossovers between the universes. I think it's great. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> is yeah. it? Do you think 2012 crossover is better than Turtles Forever? Yes, simply because um, they captured the characters better. You, you heard um, it there, folks. Truth, but Turtles truth. Forever, Turtles Forever, like, is the foundation of like turtles crossovers with each other in my book because it's like it has a canon discussion of like hey here is the turtle verse that exists wow look at all these turtles so yeah i, I give it that was there. the first time it happened too right yeah i think they ever crossed uh, over there was at least a tails issue but i think it might have been after that hmm. there would have been a tails issue that crossed over with a different version yeah well i know that peter laird at least had planned in the works a crossover between the archie turtles and the mirage turtles that was going to be facilitated by kirby who is going to have created a trans-dimensional machine uh because peter laird had a drawing of the machine that kirby had to to do that he was going to be the the mcguffet essentially that made it happen 
Uh, the McCurby got it. McCurby. <laughs> the McCurby. I don't know what issue it is, but there is one Tales, at least one Tales issue. It's actually the ones with the, the Cowboys and Moo Mesa, where they established that there is a multiverse of, of turtles. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Cuddly Cowlick shows up in it. Cuddly the Cowlick. Yeah. And we love Cowlick Cuddly around sense. here. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Uh, next week, we're going to be diving back into the comic books. It's going to be issues 10, 11, and 12 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume 4. Which don't have any titles in their names. Okay, so. Keith is going to so write gonna... titles for us. Yeah, though. Keith, He's just make us some titles. Thank you again, uh, Tori, for hanging out with us. Uh, it's yeah, been a blast it having you on. Uh, it's always nice to have other people talk about uh, turtles with us. Uh, where... I love an excuse to talk about turtles. So <laughs> You know what? You're welcome on any time. So pick something. You're welcome to come back. Don't worry. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm primarily on TikTok, Tori Sorsky. Um, but I also have an Instagram, also Tori Sorsky, and uh, where I post my art. And then on YouTube, where I'm trying to do more stuff because it's been fun to kind of script stuff out. That's also Tori Sorsky. I'm Tori Sorsky everywhere. So <laughs> it's good to have it's good to have a consistent Much brand. That way. Yeah. So, yep, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We appreciate you coming back every week. Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the episode. Uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour or Ninja Turtle PH on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, guys, that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Certified, certified. Booyah kasha. Hot soup. <laughs> So, Tori, we didn't ask you anywhere in the episode. How did you end up getting into turtles yeah. anyway? I, I, saw, figured we'd, I figured we'd push it to the, to this part. I, I saw I saw a comment at some point saying that you got into it like a couple of years ago. So I'm just kind of yeah. I got you. into it in like toward the end, mid to end of like the the end of this, like after the Rise movie came out, basically because people were posting about Rise, and I got into it through what through okay. Rise. You, you heard our episode about it, and just immediately fell in love. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I got a certified rise kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um. Yeah. It was my. Can, I don't know if you can still yep. consider yourself a rise kid. Uh. But it it just it, it's fascinating to me uh, how many people jumped on with rise. Yeah, I mean it's 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 even it's wild to me because I knew nothing about TMNT like at all, like. I knew there were turtles. I knew they were named after Renaissance painters. I knew there were comics and uh, a show from the 80s. And that was about all I knew. <laughs> mm. So that changed very drastically, um, obviously, at this point. So Yeah. 
and I think that's I think that's kind of a cool thing because you're a good example of like of of somebody who came in with that version going back and exploring everything else mm-hmm. now. Um because some some rise kids aren't are won't to do that. Um mm-hmm. and it's it, it's it's nice seeing that because like there's so many different iterations. Um yeah. it's like I, I love Rise. Rise is, is my top three um turtles. And, like what what made you like want to jump into the other versions? Yeah. Um it was 2012 actually. So basically like I got into Rise, loved it. Um so I was following a bunch of accounts that were posting Rise stuff, really enjoying like mostly art and cosplay. Um and then I saw people posting like videos of, like oh what if they crossed over with the 2012 turtles and I didn't fully understand the references because I hadn't seen 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, I'll check out 2012 because I want to understand these, uh, these references that people are making, uh, f- watching the first few episodes. I did not like the show. I was like, I, yeah, I'm just going to watch the first season. Cause I am not vibing mm-hmm. with it. Then I got really into it. Love the 2012 show. Um, and then after that, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm watching all of it. Um, and it's been a really fun journey just going through all the shows and all the the films and now mm. kind of exploring the comics at this point. So yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah. Cause you just, you just read uh last Ronin for the first time. Yes. Finally got oh. around to leading, uh, reading last Ronin. Cause people kept asking me in my comments, like, what do you think about last Ronin? And I was yep. like, I still haven't read it. I'm going to, I just haven't, but I finally did. So yeah. Are you excited about the new set of turtles in last Ronin two or, or yeah. how are you feeling about it? I'm I'm curious. Have you read uh, the Lost Years? I have. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I promised we were going to uh, pick some bones with you. Uh, yeah. Your theme song rankings. Oh yes. That was uh, controversial. I, I very oh, controversial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I instinctively liked one of them it was uh and then i realized you had put 2012 so low i took the like back <laughs> i i went through and yeah. liked all of them by the way i liked all of them great rankings Thank it's, you. It's, it's great it's great ranking it's your it's your personal ranking uh i just the 2012 theme is is one of my favorites i love the uh, 2012 theme it's fantastic but i like all the other themes that much more is the thing yeah uh, you did. I mean, you did give me things to look at because I can't stand the 2003 theme song. No, yeah, you mentioned that in like the the first 2003 episode, and yeah. you said you hated it, which I still do. Hurt, it uh, hurts my soul a little bit, but like I understand not liking the 2003 theme song because it yeah. is kind of chaotic and a lot. Um, uh, I do. I don't find myself skipping it when as I watch these episodes. Um, so it, it, I'm getting more used to it. Uh, yeah. I mean, when I first, I, I remember uh, people talking about the 2003 theme before I watched the show and how like mm-hmm. they liked it. And I, when I heard it, I was like, this is not good. I don't get why people <laughs> like it, but, <laughs> but I, I, I absolutely adore it now. I think it's, I think it's really fun. I, I love how like kind of chaotic it is. My, it's, it's uh, fun for me, my wife and I, like we, we, we have a dog and like her, her name is like two syllables. And so it's very sing songy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we put her name in a lot of like songs. 
And so like right now, like I'm because I have the 2003 theme song stuck in my head, I'm like singing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Chana's like her name is Chana. <laughs> nice. Um, and it's like <laughs> my wife's mad because now she's doing it and she doesn't like the theme song either. <laughs> Look, that's um, really funny. The actual melody of the 2003, like like the, the melody of the of like the name jingle of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it's it's better than the original melody like it's better than the original yeah. like like the teenage mutant ninja turtles like it's kind of, it's kind of like more of a chant but like mm-hmm. the actual melody and the jingle of the 2003 series it's got a bit of like it's on the pentatonic scale so it sounds a little like like that i don't know i guess it is kind of almost like a stereotypical but like kind Can of like that thing you just music ruined it in my brain i can't remember it now cuz it my brain just co-opted the 87 in front of it um but it it's just it captures that, but it also feels it also feels kind of secret agent y and like hiding yeah. in the shadows y. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so much better. It really that's is. That's why I like it. Yeah. But that's also why my favorite theme song is actually Back to the Sewers. Uh, back to the Sewers. Back to the Sewer. Yeah. Like, Back the to the banger. Sewer. People either, either love it or hate it. Yeah. Hate because it. it's a lot. It is a I, lot. <laughs> I like it so much more than the 2003. Yeah, theme. but it's it's more cohesive than like the original 2003 theme song. I feel like yeah, like yeah, the actual the actual sea season of Back to the Sewers. I don't really care for at all. Uh, it's season, fine. It's it's the weakest season definitely of the whole 2003 series in my opinion. Compared to Fast Forward. Yeah, I actually like. Fast I have Forward beef with more. Fast Forward. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Fast, like fast Forward the show Forward. or Fast Forward the theme song? No, the the both but <laughs> I, I also like the theme song for fast forward as well but it's uh, not bad i just don't really like it it's, I, it's, I was, it's when they say it's so not yesterday i'm like oh yeah. God, you guys are just it's so not yesterday it's fun in like that <laughs> it's, like it's, really, geeking out <laughs> it's fun in that like early 2000s like uh-huh. pop punk yes uh, it is so so early 2000s yeah and I think I think that's why I don't mind fast forward because it's like it was the kind of music I was listening to in high school. So yeah, that's like, fair. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, fast forward. I was like ten years old, uh, and so like I have nostalgia there. Can't can't lie. That's fair. Like, that's part of why I still love it so much. But yeah, I mean that's been the most fascinating thing for me being like a new TMNT fan. Like I got mm. into the franchise at 19 like (laughs) i am very new to tmnt so Mm. seeing the way nostalgia shapes a lot of people's opinions is really interesting as well because i have none yeah Yeah, boy does it no idea uh Mm -hmm. tip of the iceberg (laughs) we we asked michaela uh were your parents or were your parents tmnt are are they are they my age (laughs) uh my parents are like 50 ish. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because right. God, I, I turned into dust when Michaela told me her parents were born the same yeah. year I was. Time is now, old man. <laughs> yeah, right. Time is now, old man. Uh, okay. So, so, so they weren't really TMT people. No. Okay. But that's, but that's cool. Like, I, I, like I said, I, I really enjoy, like, your journey kind of moving backwards and I'm like have me having read Mirage for the first time, like for this show a couple of years ago. Um, I'm really excited for you to get there. 
yeah um, and see what and see what you think because like you like you said like nostalgia kind of influences a lot of how we look at it and so you don't have that like that same thing and so that mm-hmm. that's why like i asked the question um a while a couple of weeks ago like 2003 is heavily based on the mirage stuff so i think it's yeah. going to be interesting for you like cuz all of it to all of it right now to you that that's everything is from 2003 yeah so it's like when you go and read mirage it's going to be real interesting to see yeah the stuff that they took from that i mean reading the the first issues that i did read i'm like oh baby this is just 2003 <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> and so and so that's why I'm kind of curious paper. to see, like, you know, how people can separate the stuff that 2003 does original, like original 2003 mm-hmm. stuff versus what they pulled from Mirage. Yeah. Because these three episodes that we just watched aren't from Mirage. Yeah, they are not. Yep. No, the, so, the 2003 series is the manga. I mean, also, like, like it, not is the manga, but is the anime, essentially, <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of Ninja Turtles. Because yeah, it adapts the manga. That- some things I think it does way better. Like the the comparison I like to make is uh, like in the Mirage comics when the Foot Clan attacks the second time around, Casey Jones stands in the corner with a sheet over his head until it's time to attack. But in the <laughs> 2003 series, Casey Jones drives his motorcycle through the front window and runs over a bunch of foot soldiers. Like there's there's a lot of stuff the 2003 series does better than the the comic did, and the comics are great too in their own way. But. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 really I'm really interested to see what you think of that stuff because because also too like you know IDW pulls a ton from two thousand three and Mirage, so it's like I mean IDW pulls from all over the place, which is yeah. really fun. Um, it, it pulls from all over the place, but like tonally, it feels very much in line with the two thousand three. Yes, for sure. Um, as, as well as like it does this cool thing where it takes like it really finds the core of a character most of the time anyway not all the time but usually it takes like the core of a character and makes it feel like very similar to whenever you first met that character mm-hmm. you know whether it be in the 2003 series the 87 series archie whatever and then it makes them and then it like will maybe like put a little twist to them that like adds a new a new flavor to it. A new, I a will new- say, um, I did mention having beef with Fast Forward, but I love Torben Zix. Um, so Torben seeing cool. him in IDW, I was like, oh my god, that's Torben Zix. And I got oh. very excited. <laughs> Spencer Spencer lost his mind. I was like, uh, no way. They're doing it. They're bringing yeah. stuff from Fast Forward. Because well, I guess they already yeah, did the fast it. Forward, I, the Fast Forward stuff was very cool in IDW. I liked. I really liked what they did with it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is seeing what they already did with the Street Phantoms, like mm-hmm. made me super excited to see Torben Six because mm-hmm. Dimension X in space is the perfect place to bring in a lot of that fast oh, forward stuff. For sure, for sure. Uh, so I I had asked um Tom Waltz uh about that because uh, I told him like how how excited Spencer was, and he said he he said Nick gave him like certain characters he couldn't use from 2003 he wouldn't tell me what characters they were but he was but torben zix was one of the ones he was allowed to use so i was like who else interesting uh are we gonna get to see the inuashi gungeon (laughs) i don't know i i actually like a lot of stuff from from fast forward still to this day 
I need to rewatch it because I remember not liking it when I watched it, but like I haven't given it a proper rewatch. Um, that was like probably almost a year ago at this point. Not quite, because I think I when did I watch two thousand three? I watched two thousand three in like I think March of last year. I'm not entirely sure. Might have mm. been before that. But um, yeah, like I was talking with my friend after he watched uh, Fast Forward, and we were going through all the episodes, and I was like, I genuinely do not remember this episode. Like there were like tiny things I remember, but I was like, unlike basically every other episode of TMNT that I've watched, I was like, I could not even remotely try to outline the the plot like play by play of this episode for like most of them. So yeah. I I definitely need to give it a proper rewatch. Um mm. kind of give it a second chance cuz like I did like it but the second like, time around. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. That's your mind trying to protect you from the trauma by the way. Mm. Just, like, <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, uh, fair. Your your other big ranking, uh, the which ones are the most teenage mutant ninja and yes. turtle? Uh, mm-hmm. Fantastic! That Thank was you. spot on. I agreed with every one of those. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Which one's um, most turtle? Just uh, rise, hands down. Oh, because they're they're yeah, four for different sure. turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like their species plays into their characteristics. Yeah. For, for that, and there's show. they have little Easter eggs and stuff. Um, yeah sprinkled throughout that pertain to them because we because that's the only one like where they have a specific defined species of turtle yes. like all the other ones are just like they're turtles they're they, like they guess yeah. at it. i think like there's a tale it's a tales of the tmnt issue of mirage where he where donatello says there's their specific turtle but it's because Red he's talking daughter. to a turtle Red slider. and then 2012 yeah. donnie assumes they might be um Diamondback Terrapins, I think. Yeah. And then, then there's Bayers, where they call them box turtles. turtles was that Keith? On, on IDW, aren't they sea turtles? Well, yeah, because they, they have like flippers. Yeah. yeah, they have like flippers in, yeah. in that one. Uh, and then I guess like in 1990, like they're red-eared sliders, but that was just because that was a common pet turtle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the in the Bavers films, they're red-eared sliders, but then yeah, um, yeah. Sax calls them box turtles and is like, what? <laughs> oh, the Bay movies. Yeah. Which, those were the most mutant, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the Bay movies. Me too. They're, yeah, I they're think they hold up a lot better on rewatch. They're stupid they're, fun. They're fun. They're fun. They're not good. The second one is definitely better. I, I The second one is very, very fun. I really like the second one. Yeah. Even though Casey's a cop. Oh God, I <laughs> worst Hard Casey. I do not like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's kind, like, kind of a bad day. cop. He's not like a great. Yeah, cop, like I tried but... to justify it in my head because he does have that like scene in the I... bar where he kind of goes crazy. I think conceptually it could have worked, but the execution was not good. I it had to not like... be Stephen Amell. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like they read the one issue of Mirage, like the unmentionables issue, uh, where Casey goes around and is pretending to like be a detective as he's trying to figure out where the the golden cow has been stolen to. Mm. And, and I feel like they read that one issue, like someone showed them that one issue that's like a Casey Jones oriented issue, and they're like, "Okay, he wants to be a detective. We got it, guys." So <laughs> they set the yeah, book the down. Thing. Yeah, he uses a hockey stick. And a hockey mask, and he wants to be a detective. All right. 
Well, we figured out on. the character. Hear me out. And no offense to cops, but uh, <laughs> generally cops are meat-headed thumbs, and that's what Casey is. So it kind of makes no sense offense. for him to be a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I for me, like both of those movies felt like they were written backwards. Like they started with like, all right, we want them to be, you know, sliding down a icy mountain hill, and then they just work backwards from there. Yeah, I not mean, even like, like in a good way, you know. They're 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 action movies. They do the action yeah. well. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they they ranked higher on your ninja list though too, right? Yeah, which actually surprised me because um, I didn't think they would rank that high. But then when I was like going through the like movies again and mm. like watching through, I was like, they actually do pretty decently. Um, compared to some of the other iterations, yeah, um, that don't have that much of a focus on it. Like even like spl- the way Splinter's training them, like even to call back to like the set of episodes we watched, like they have the like balance stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so like, sense. yeah, because I mean, because especially compared to like eighty-seven, like eighty-seven is just kind of generic martial arts training. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because like even that they're fighting like washing machines with boxing gloves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know like like for the Bayers films, people will like be like, oh, they're just mutant turtles. But no, they 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 do a decent decent job with being ninjas, and they actually do have like teenager interactions at points. Yeah. Um, it's just their designs like throw you off a lot. Yeah, because they're like their designs are definitely tall and they're jacked. The weakest point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the Bayverse yeah. Raph is actually like one of my favorites, and I think I think he's I love of, him. He's probably one of the more accurate Raphs. I think he's great. He's yeah. great. Which is like it's it's such a tragedy because like you when you watch that interview with uh, Alan Richardson, Alan. yeah, he, he and he like. He talks about how badly they were treated and he's like, Uh, if, and like, he doesn't like those movies and it's like, I just want to like meet him at a con one day and be like, dude, like I actually really enjoy those. And I think, yeah. And he'll be like security. (laughs) (laughs) I was in those movies. Uh, (laughs) No, cause like I, yeah, I think, I think they get a bum rap. That's the thing is like, I, I don't hate any particular version of the turtles. Me either. It's, it's, I think, I think hating them or like, like, oh, this one doesn't exist to me. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. Like, like there's ones I like less, but it's like, I don't care. Um, like the the one that you see it, I think the most with is probably Rise. Like, so many, so many people do not care for Rise, and I think yeah, it's fair if you aren't a fan of the series because of how different it is, especially if you're like a long time fan of the franchise and you're like, it deviates too much for me to enjoy that. And I think that's completely Mm -hmm. valid, but dismissing it as a terrible show is not fair at all. It is a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it becomes more TNT the longer it goes on. Yeah, exactly. It it definitely does. Spencer Spencer doesn't like it. Spencer, I think was that what you were saying, Spencer? Yeah, like I don't care for it, but I would never be like it's an awful show. It's just yeah. terrible. And that's totally fair. Yeah, like like does it deliver on what I come for for Ninja Turtles? Like not really. Uh, you know, it feels I, I think the tragedy is like 
it was just starting to cook. You can see, like, especially yes. like the later seasons in the movies, yes. they were really getting cooking on the turtle stuff, mm-hmm. and then it was just over. Yeah, you, it was cut short you, right as it kind of started leaning more that direction. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, we Cody, Cody, and I were uh, on a live stream with the. Uh, I don't know, Tori. I don't know if you know Colin Stein. Mm. Um, Colin's but we cool. were on a live stream, and Andy Suriano uh, hopped in. Oh yeah. Uh, and I mean, he, he talked more about like season four or se- season three rise stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like we hosted Colin and I hosted like the, the watch party where we had like the crew for the movie come on mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago. And it's like, they showed all these concepts and talked about stuff they wanted to do. And that's like, that was the first time we heard about like the, the two potential sisters for the rise. Turtles. Yeah. Oh, um, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, it's like they, they had so many plans and it's like Andy, Andy's more candid about it now, uh, where he'll talk about like how much Nick had screwed them over because it's like Nick had always kind of intended it to be a filler show like between like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like it, and and it sucks like how that episode, that kind of adventure time slice of life format was forced on the show. Mm hmm. Uh, cause like, cause like, you know, the ideas are there and just, you give them enough time to cook and it's like, they really could have been something. Yeah. yeah. I think, if the, I, I think the movie proves would have took off. They could, they would have gotten more time, but sad yeah, time. like I like the rise figures. I, I, I actually, I actually just got a second set. I found them at Goodwill. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I'm going to customize them to, for the movie looks. But yeah. It's a tragedy. We didn't get all the stuff they had planned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any other super thing that you're interested in? Because Michaela and I went off on a huge tangent about Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks, yeah. That was oh. fun to listen to because I do not know much about Alvin and the Chipmunks. But it's <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen the Chipmunk Adventure, highly recommend it. That is the best of the Chipmunk movies. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't like Because at this point, like TMNT is like the big thing. So okay. I, I... Nothing really off the top of my head that i can think of <laughs> it'll it'll I, happen eventually like it'll splinter off we all have something mm-hmm. it'll splinter off. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> uh it'll be rats you guys all good on time it's uh almost nine o'clock over here yeah it's it's probably time for uh, me to get going i've got yeah same early right. morning work <laughs> all right uh tori thanks again for hanging yeah, out this it was, was, really it was a blast talking to you yeah. uh please if you ever want to come on let us know <laughs> oh yeah i will Mikhail, if you're listening to, you're welcome. Welcome to. All right, I'm just gonna split up issues for next week. <laughs> oh, yep, sounds good. Anyone care? Right, this is the part where we divide all the all the roles for next week. Yeah, well, inside baseball. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised how much is cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the thing I forgot to mention. There wasn't that uh, that Tejame for uh, Shredder this time. The yo, the yo oh like, yeah, the, the they didn't do that this time. They forgot. Well, I think also because like it wasn't like a confrontation thing; it was just sort of like a they're just chilling. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't have like a yeah like an ominous ending for Shredder that they could tack it on to. I guess yeah. not. There was that like funny like where like uh, Baxter's like talking, and then like the f- it's like a frame of Shredder, and he slides into frame. Yeah, yeah, like he was like he had like 
super speed. Yeah. That episode has yeah. a couple, like, because Leo does it later, too. Mm. They're ninjas, <laughs> dude. They're ninjas. Oh, one thing? No, like, I, I, I noticed it very concretely with, with Shredder, specifically. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Like, there was even, like, swooshing behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing also that I forgot to mention is um, the fire, the, the, the ninjas knock, like, one of the things down, the floor catches on fire. That is not the only time the floor catches on fire and no one does anything about it. Yeah, they're, like, they're all like floor very unfazed. Like, whatever. Catches it's, on fire all the time. High rise. <laughs> <laughs> it raises really the stakes. It's instant stake raising. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just lighting the floor on fire. It makes everything mm-hmm. look cooler. <laughs> makes it makes it look like you're on a Mortal Kombat stage, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> stage <has> Perfect. <laughs> all right, guys. You guys, everyone take care. Yep. Yeah. Thank you again. Sorry. I appreciate right. it. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.